Hello and welcome to the Easy Point Podcast. Today, we explore hidden city fares again with a focus on international flights. I probably learned more in this conversation with Jason than any episode we've done yet. If you ever need a last-minute ticket, especially in business class for an overseas trip, you'll love these tricks. Over the last couple months, episodes have been somewhat sporadic. I'm happy to announce that moving forward, we will start releasing weekly episodes every Wednesday. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Jason. Good morning, Zach. How's it doing? Good, good. Not morning for me here, but happy we're still able to connect. You know, regardless of where we are in the world, nice thing about podcasting is that it could be done anywhere as long as you, you know, bring your headset, bring your microphone. That is, that's the crazy thing about it too. So you're never too, you're never too far. Yeah. So I know it's been a little crazy for us in these last few weeks. I, I know I've been traveling a lot personally, and even if you have been traveling personally, many of our clients have been traveling a lot, which makes it a definitely a busier, busier time of year. That's right. It's very busy, and especially uh, the past, you know, the past week, New York had a big snowstorm, which canceled tons of flights over the weekend, and um, that affected. It wasn't right on New Year's, but a couple days after New Year's, there were still a lot of people traveling. So it really um, affected quite a few of my clients, and that was, you know, that was something I I, I worked on quite a bit. Yeah, and it's it's really times like these that I think underscore when having like a travel agent, you know, someone in your corner can be really helpful. I imagine that, you know, just the stress of having to deal with that when your flight's delayed hours or days, plus the knowledge that you have, it's just going to, you're going to do a much, much better job handling it in this situation than the average person. Right, right. Um, it gets annoying, but um, listen, it pays off, you know. For <laughs> any, me, uh, any success stories from some of your clients that were delayed and you were able to help them? I'll tell you that I don't want to say major success stories, but each and every one of my clients that reached out to me, I was able to help them. I had someone that they didn't book a ticket with me, but as a friend of mine who sometimes sells miles to me and just I'm happy to help him out. Um, so he had a ticket on Southwest going home to Houston on Thursday he called me Wednesday afternoon that that flight just got canceled. Pardon me. Yeah, he had a flight Thursday morning. So I helped him reschedule himself on Southwest for a Thursday afternoon flight. Plus, I booked him insurance flights Thursday afternoon on JetBlue. Plus, insurance flight Friday morning on United just in case the Southwest would go wrong and he wouldn't, have a, he wouldn't be able to make it home before the weekend. He really wanted to be home by Friday evening. So I booked him that JetBlue on Thursday, plus a, plus a United Friday morning. Lo and behold, Thursday morning, he messages me that the Southwest got canceled and there's no other flights to get him home by Friday. So that's out. And the JetBlue kept like, getting pushed off and pushed off. And he wasn't sure if it's going to take off. And finally, ultimately, got canceled Thursday late afternoon. Um, but finally, he made it onto that United Friday morning. So it's just... I always do this for myself or for people that I'm trying to help out. When there's a weather delay, when there's a snowstorm, you can always book a couple flights just in case. And those are always refundable within 24 hours or many times they're refundable even longer because of the weather and they, they put in a waiver of the airlines. So that was actually a pretty cool story. Awesome. So let's, let's, let's get on to the, the fun stuff now. Hidden City Part 2, 
international flights. So this is really your expertise more so than mine. Like on the last episode, I talked about how I've done a few hidden city fairs from New York to Cleveland, but I have never booked a hidden city fair both for myself or for clients internationally. So let's let's hear what it's like. Sure. That's uh, this is very fun because domestic, you know, you can save you can save two hundred, you could save three hundred on a business class domestic, you can save five, six hundred, a thousand, but internationally you can really save a ton, a ton of money. So what happens is I'll just give you an example. If you want to go New York to Chicago next week, a one-way ticket on Delta or United American, fares are probably 100 bucks a piece. If you want to go round trip, it's 200 or less. Fares are not cheaper when you book it in a round trip versus a one-way. International, it changes a lot. So I'll take New York to Tel Aviv because that's a popular route that I book a lot of. If you want to go with El Al, United, Delta on a round trip, not very peak dates. You're looking at 1,000, 1,200, 1,300, 1,400. Whereas if you want to do a one-way, you are talking about usually at least 1,600 bucks. Why is that? Because they give you a, a, a they, they don't open the lower fare classes for the one-way trips. So it could be there is a lower flat fare class available, but they don't want to open it for a one-way. Whatever re- the reason, I'm, I'm not going to get into that right now. So... Just a simple booking a round trip if you only need a one way and it's seventeen hundred bucks and you you go online, you book a round trip, you find a cheap return date. So the ticket comes into a thousand dollar ticket instead of a seventeen hundred dollar ticket. That's just an easy, stupid, simple example of quote unquote uh, what we call a dead leg or a fake return. Technically, it is a hidden city because you're you only want leg one of that trip. You don't want that return a month later. So that's just a classical, easy example. So that's um, kind of crazy to me that you know, theor- theoretically, it could be cheaper based on someone's dates to book two round trip tickets than two one way tickets. <laughs> Absolutely, thousand percent, Zach. You said it right. You said it right. Uh, I have a client who wanted to go from New York to Tel Aviv once in December and once in January. Now, another thing about international travel is that when you're not staying over a weekend, when you're not staying for a Saturday night, fares are very expensive. So let's say I want to go, I'll stick with with New York, Tel Aviv, because we're talking about that route. When I want to go to New York, let's say next week, Wednesday to a week later, Wednesday, on Delta, the fare is probably going to be anywhere between a thousand to fourteen hundred bucks. But if I want to go um, next week Monday and come back Monday, and I don't have a Saturday night stay, then the fare is going to be pretty much as like two one ways. It'll probably be like in the I don't know if it'll be that much, but it will be definitely over two thousand or maybe more. So what this guy did is he wanted to go in December. Um, and stay without a Saturday night stay. And then he wanted to go back in January again and not have a Saturday night stay. So for him to book the round trip in December, in and out, stay for two days, I'd say it would have been, you know, 17, 1800 bucks. For him to go in January, the same thing, and not stay for the Saturday night would have been 17, 1800 bucks. So what we did is we booked a round trip from December, 
come back in January for a thousand bucks, and we book another round trip originating in Tel Aviv back to New York in when when he meant to return in December to come back in January also for a thousand bucks. So we saved a ton of money. You get what I'm saying? Exactly yeah. like you said. And this was this was just on a single economy ticket. So obviously, you know, if you're booking a family to Israel and maybe you're booking them in business, you know, my my wheels are turning right here. <laughs> exactly. You know, business it gets way more exciting. So I so I gave the one example of just booking a a round trip ticket versus a one way give you money. Now there's many strings attached here because if you um, you can even you can even score on this bigger because if you don't want return, let's say you realize you want that return later. Okay, so you're not sure when you want to return. So you want to book a one way, but a round trip's cheap, cheaper. So you book a round trip and you just flip a coin and say I'll book it on uh, February 15th, even though I could return anytime in February, anytime in March. I'm not sure. It turns out you set your return date and you know you want to come back February 18th now. So it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks or a few hundred bucks to change this ticket, but you still you still are way ahead than book as opposed to booking two round trips. You follow? Oh, I follow. Yeah, and this is just this is just the beginning. So these are just you know basically booking round trips instead of one ways. But I'm sure there's a whole slew of other hidden city fares that you know me and the audience aren't aware of. Yeah. So. I'm going to get into like some business class uh, tickets for a second here. So let's take example. You want to fly next week, New York, business one way to Israel. So I'm actually going to go to Google Flights right now to price it out because I'm curious. I'm pricing New York to Tel Aviv. And we only want direct on, let's say, next week, middle of the week. January 16th, nonstop in business. Cheapest is Delta, which is 42.86. Elal is 45. United is 59. Now I'm going to Matrix. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a, a round trip. Leg one is going to be in business. Leg two is going to be in economy. So I'm basically going to throw on a fake return in economy, and it's going to bring this price down a lot. So. Yeah, I just want to stop and, and tell the audience a little bit about Matrix. So I, I'm personally booking most flights personally as well as for clients, starting from Google Flights. There's a really, really great interface. It's very easy to use. And I think for most people, for most situations, it's going to make sense to almost exclusively use Google Flights as a starting place. But when you're doing more kind of complicated things, whether with cash or reward tickets, using advanced tools like IATA Matrix, which is actually owned by Google and powers Google Flights, or something called Expert Flyer can be really helpful. So, for example, actually yesterday I was uh, looking to get a return trip from uh, Amman to Las Vegas and back and looked at Google Flights. And the cheapest that I found with just one stop was just uh, $1,600, which is not bad for like a one stop quickly over itinerary and economy, but you know, I thought I could maybe do better. So then when I searched on Matrix, I was able to find something for 1350 uh, with a very similar routing, and that that fare didn't even come up, or like it wasn't more expensive on Google Flights and cheaper on Matrix. It didn't even come up on Google Flights, and there was ample availability. And then when I searched it on Royal Jordanian's website, it was there. So it could it could be worth just looking into understanding the fare classes a little bit more, 
and getting your feet wet with tools like Matrix and Expert Flyer. And to help with that, I'm going to link uh, in the show notes to both Matrix and Expert Flyer, as well as a, a recent video that came out by Wendover Productions. Uh, I linked to one of his videos in the last podcast, and I find his videos to be very well produced and really good explanations of how some of these things work. And his newest video, as of the time of the recording, is on different fair classes and how they work. I might have seen that video. I didn't watch it, but I might have seen the link to it, but it was interesting to take a look. Um, yeah, so we're talking about, uh, so it sounds right. So it makes sense that I, I saw that link. I just didn't get a chance to watch it. We're talking here about one-way international tickets, whether it's economy, whether it's business being very expensive. And the way you'll save on those is by booking a return trip as well. Um, even if you don't want to, take the return trip, it's still going to save you money. And I'll give you a very good example right now. I'm looking at uh, going next week, let's say uh, Monday, January 15th, a week from tomorrow, New York to Tel Aviv, one-way direct in business. I'm online. The cheapest one-way in business is LL, 4500 bucks, 4513 I'm going to jump in there. That's not really business so class. So let's say... <laughs> Okay, the new the the Newark uh, the Newark the, the the Dreamliner for Newark, but let's oh, just, oh, uh, oh, it's so the good. So you don't, wow. so you, okay, so, so that's, that's so let's say nice. you want. Well, they're both. There's both. There's a Dreamliner and there's a JFK flight. So there's forty five hundred at LL Delta, just over five thousand. United is fifty nine hundred. Okay, so let's say I'll I'll add on a a return date. Okay, so I want to go New York to Tel Aviv Monday, January 15th. I want a one-way because I'm not sure when I want to return or I'm for sure not returning. But if I would return, let's say, sometime, anytime in February, it doesn't matter. Instead of that United ticket being 5900 it's 5300 So it's cheaper to book a round trip, even if I'm not taking the return leg, just to be able to save on that one-way in business. Now... Of course, the, the fear for LL also goes down 3900 etc. Now, let's say the return is not going to be in business. Let's say I would put the return somehow in economy. That would make it much cheaper, and I'm going to show you how right now. So you wanted that one-way in business, again, Monday, January 15th, LL 45, Delta 5000, United 5900. So I'm going to Matrix, and there's a way to basically... I don't think any other website can do this. Basically, we do a multi-city itinerary or even a round trip, but I'm doing multi-city. I'm doing New York to Tel Aviv on the 6th. Towards the bottom, after the flight info, there's the cabin. You can do cheapest available through economy, business class, or higher first class. I'm doing cheapest available, and I'll show you how. I'll show you why in a second. Because I don't want to search for a business class because I want the return to be an economy. Is going to make it a lot cheaper. But I also, how am I going to put in the the, the, the outbound the business? There's a way to, there's there's something called advanced controls. Under the flights, there's advanced controls. And you want to open that up and then it gives you like a couple boxes to put in codes. Now, I'm not a pro in this myself. You can basically put in what fair classes that you want to search for. And you put in just the business fair classes. So business fair class would be 
D like Charlie, J like Juliet, I like India, D David, D Zebra, P Peter. Those are some or most of the business fair classes that exist. So I put in those in the routing box. I only want the Alpine to be in those fair classes. Remember, I did cheapest available cabin. It's going to search for economy. I don't want it to search for economy. The outbound business, the return is still cheapest available because I didn't put in those fair classes. I made the return, let's say, two weeks later, you know, January 30th, and I did plus minus two days. I did the return Tel Aviv to New York City and 2,000 airports nearby just to see if any of those are going to be cheaper. Let's search. Let's see what happens here. And remember, the one-ways were 45 on LL, 5,000 on Delta, 5,900 United. See how much cheaper this gets. Yeah, while, while you're searching, what, what approximately, how, I mean, I'm sure you've booked this before, one, one way in business to, you know, New York to, to Israel. So how, how much does the average person save on this just one flight? It's going to be a lot cheaper. It's going to be half the price, something like that, maybe a little more. Wow. So United instead, of, yeah, United instead of being uh, 5,900 for one way, I see a flight United for 29.48 one way with the return and return to Montreal and economy. But, <laughs> see where we're heading with this? It's, it, it, it's the lower fare classes available, but when you do a one way, okay, the highest fare class in United business is J Juliet. So when you price out a one-way, even though the lower fare classes are available, but the one-way is only going to be in J class. So it's the highest fare class. It can charge you 5900 mm-hmm. But if you do a round trip, it opens up the lower fare classes, which in this case is D like David on the outbound. There's even, there's even lower than that, but just not available this day. Um, because you put on a round trip, now, you don't need to pay for business on the return because you, you wanted the cheapest available return. You don't need to go to New York City on the return because, again, you wanted the cheapest available return. So the cheapest available return turns out to be to Montreal, and you're just not going to use it. Very simple. If, you turn out, if it turns out that you want to use it, you're more than welcome to use it, and you're more than welcome to make a change with United. They'll charge you a few hundred bucks, and voila, you just saved yourself a lot of money. Now, we talked about Hidden City in the past that the airlines don't like it, and the same is true here, and if anything, on a greater scale, it's true here. They don't like this, and if you do it too much, especially with United or Allow, they might come after you, they might suspend your frequent flyer account. So um, you definitely want to do this smartly. So how do you how do you do it smartly? How do you let's say you are traveling to Israel a few times a year, you're based in New York or vice versa, and you know, you're maybe traveling last minute a lot, doing these one way in business, and you know, you wanna utilize this but don't want to jeopardize maybe your miles that you've earned over the years from L L or United or Delta. How would how would you do this in a way that, you know, would stay under the radar of the frequent flyer programs? Okay, so Delta I believe Delta's less strict with this. I believe the main problem here is United. United, you would want to collect the miles on a partner airline. You would not want to collect the miles with United because then they're under United's jurisdiction and uh, United's uh, power to suspend that count at any time. Whereas if you would collect miles with a partner, say Air Canada or Lufthansa miles and more, Singapore, 
then those are not under United's power to touch. They're not going to mess with it, number one. Number two is agencies, if United sees that the agency is booking this for you, they might do what, what they call a debit memo to the agency. So they say, hey, this agency, you know, ABC Travel books John Smith a couple times on this route, and John Smith is always missing the return. Obviously, the, the, really the cost of this ticket that he intended to do is just a one-way, and it's a lot more money. So we will debit from the agency that extra cost, the extra $3,000 that they should have paid. We'll debit from them. And if they don't pay it, we'll just shut down their account. So the agency is, agencies don't like to do this. And it's not fair if, you, you know, if you're doing with the agency and you just uh, tell the agency, hey, book me this round trip ticket and you only plan to use the app on, it's not really fair. It's not, it's not, it's not decent. It's not, it's not good to do. Don't do it to the agent. So you want to book it online with a price line or another um, online tool if they could price out this multi-city, excuse me, the mixed cabin, like I said, one way is business or one way is economy. Or if they can't do it online, you know, maybe Priceline, you can call them, or maybe you can do it with some something like something like Amex Travel, or something that the airline is not going to go after. But definitely, you know, your neighborhood travel agent is going to take you're taking a risk of them getting slapped with a fine, heavy fine, and that's not nice to do. What else? I, besides that, I think you're you're safe. I think you're safe. Um, you just definitely don't want to announce that to the airline that you're not planning to take the return. And if the return turns out that it's canceled for weather or something like that, you can always call it to cancel that return and you know get a partial credit or refund if there is indeed a weather delay on the return or the flight gets canceled for another reason. That's totally not your problem. And I personally would definitely call in to get partial credit or refund for that unused portion. Wow. Okay. So not, not only are you saving potentially thousands of dollars on a single flight, then you could even call in and get even more savings. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, you could. And in fact, uh, <laughs> in fact, that maybe, that may, maybe, maybe that even makes it look less sketchy if you're calling in. <laughs> Exactly. I, a hundred percent. If you would, uh, yeah, exactly. If you would, um, I had just a dumb example, a little stupid example. I had a, I had a client that wanted to go one way from New York to Detroit a month or two ago and American airlines last minute was like $450, but a round trip ticket was like 250. So I said, heck I'll book her $250. She only wants a one-way. But I just added on a return. Like, I, it was, she wanted to go in December and I added on the return. You know, a month later, the cheapest date was like January 3rd. Okay, perfect. So forget about I forgot about that return and let it go to waste. Who cares? Lo and behold, I get an email like January 2nd that American Airlines is putting on a travel waiver for any flights coming up the next few days since there's a storm in New York. You can change your flight for free. So I'm like, okay, um, let me change this for free. Let me see how I'm going to game this probably. So I'm like, let's see. The flight right now is Wednesday. Wednesday, it's not going to snow yet, so that flight's likely not going to get canceled. So I'm not going to make any money back of it. But I'll move it to Thursday 
where it's going to snow and it's likely going to get canceled. And then if it gets canceled, I'll call up for a refund. It's exactly what happened. So I called them Tuesday night and I said, this flight tomorrow, please move it to Thursday because of the weather waiver. She put it for Thursday evening and I get an email that the flight was canceled. Great. I call American Airlines. Flight's canceled. She doesn't want to do it because, you know, she doesn't need to be in New York anymore at this time if she's going to go later and we'll give you a refund. Okay, sure. I'll take that refund. That's just, I made 70 bucks extra. extra. That's nothing major, but this could be done in a larger scale on an international flight. I'll tell you one more story, okay? This is a really good one. So I had a, it really gets really good when it's peak dates. So let's say right after the holidays in Israel, um, the Jewish holidays, Passover, Sukkot, that's when it's really, the flights are sold out packed and they're, they're very expensive. So I have this client that likes to do everything last minute, only a day or two before. He doesn't like to decide. And he calls me like a, like a, you know, the end of the holiday that he needs to fly back in a day or two. Anyone wants to go Delta nonstop. Okay. It's like 2,400 bucks online. And I figured I'll, um, I'll get a fake return and I'll, I'll game it and I'll make more money. I'll, I'll sell it to him for, let's say, 2000 or 2100 So I look up quickly and I see, you know, one way from Tel Aviv to JFK on a flight that has literally like two or three seats left in the economy. Otherwise, it's completely sold out, full plane. And then return like a few weeks later from Boston to Tel Aviv on Alitalia, all on one Delta ticket, Delta selling the whole ticket. Instead of um, 2400 bucks, it's like, 1700 bucks and then i got it cheaper with amex travel that had an insider fare okay great so i paid like the cost of the ticket was like 1700 and i sold it for 21 so i made some money there and finished i wasn't planning to do any more you know i was just i was watching it in case something would get delayed so it was like it was a like a little bit of a double hit city because it was he just wanted jfk to tel aviv but that was 2,500 bucks. So what made it cheaper was returning from Boston to Tel Aviv a few weeks later, brought it down to, I don't know, let's say 1,900. But if I added on also Tel Aviv, JFK, then LaGuardia, um, LaGuardia, Chicago, it made it even cheaper. You follow <laughs> what I'm saying? So he walked, it was, <laughs> he was like taking a, a round trip or an open jaw ticket from Tel Aviv to O'Hare and then return from Boston to Tel Aviv. But the outbound, he was connecting in JFK and had to like change airports to LaGuardia. So that was great. So he just got off in JFK and everyone was happy. But what turns out was that there was like a strike in Tel Aviv that day. So his luggage didn't make it on the plane. So that was one strike against them. And number two, like the LaGuardia to O'Hare flight was delayed like an hour. So I called up and said, Let's drop the whole rest of the ticket. I don't want, I need my bags in New York now. I didn't make it on the plane, so I'm waiting for them in New York till I get them. And the flight to O'Hare is anyway delayed. So cancel out the whole rest of the ticket. I don't need it now. I don't need to go to O'Hare. I don't want Boston to Tel Aviv. Give me a refund or a credit for that unused portion. I'm thinking that unused portion is going to be a few hundred bucks, 500 bucks, which probably it was. And they were going to give me a 500 buck, you know. I didn't get them to get me a refund. It was going to be like a credit in his name, which was fine because I was going to use it for him later for future flight because um, he flies with me all the time. 
But what ended up happening is Delta, I guess, mistakenly credited the whole ticket back. So I had like a $1,700 credit in his name to use now for another year. So that was like a fantastic story. Um, which yeah, that's is, definitely a success story. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but a few other times I had, you know, I had a, a flight delayed or if, if, if the outbound is delayed, you could say like, you know, I need extra time here. I'm not sure when I want to go back. So just refund the return or give me a credit for the return. If any portion of this is delayed, you could sort of hack it a little bit. Depending yeah. which airline. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that goes along with kind of the normal advice where like, you know, let's say you want to get a, you know, refund on a trip. Well, unless maybe a week out, it becomes more expensive or impossible. Wait till that last moment, because then it's possible that, there can be a five-minute delay, and then you have the legal right to, you know, cancel the trip free of charge. So, airline delays definitely work in your favor if you're kind of monitoring things and are a savvy traveler. Uh, I didn't realize it could work this much in your favor, but this this is a pretty exceptional story. Definitely, and uh, five minutes is, I think, pushing. You can. I one time had something that I got for a fifteen-minute delay, but. Definitely, if it's a, a significant delay, an hour or more, you shouldn't have a hard time getting what you want, either to change the flight for free or to get a partial credit or refund. For example, I had, I guess this is going back to the weather delay, I had a family of six that I made a round-trip ticket from Chicago to New York, and the return of it was January 4th, Thursday. They were also supposed to go back January 4th, and the guys like sort of nudging me for um, a couple of days before I want to return it to sun. I want to change it to Sunday. We really want to go back Sunday. Anything you could do, maybe a waiver or something. I'm like, listen, there's no, it's going to cost 200 bucks to change and it's cheaper to buy a new one way ticket, but let's wait. There's a snowstorm. So possibly if the flight, if you know, you might, there might be a weather waiver. So lo and behold, Wednesday, there was a weather waiver and I, I changed all his flights to Sunday for free. Exactly what he wanted, what he was about to spend extra money to, to buy a one-way ticket back. He ended up getting it for free because of this cancellation of his flights. So exactly, some things can work in your favor, and you always try. You want to try to see how it can work in your in your favor. In this case, it did. Yeah. Nice. A little success story for mine, uh, for me, the, the reason I, I mentioned a five-minute flight because I actually had a flight that was delayed by four minutes once, and I was successfully able to cancel a ticket that I no longer needed. So it is possible. Maybe I just got a very wow, nice Wow, that's fantastic. Which airline? Delta. Oh, of course. It was amazing. Delta is really, really amazing. <laughs> I, 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 they're, just, they're really amazing. I had uh, I had. I always, not always, but I monitor sometimes if I book a hidden city, let's say just a simple, um, the guy wants to fly JFK to LA and it's 500 bucks or 400 and you book a ticket to Las Vegas with a stop in Los Angeles, it turns out a hundred bucks cheaper. Okay. So basically sometimes I get alerted if the connecting flight's delayed. So if the Los Angeles to Las Vegas is delayed half an hour even, I called Delta and said, hey, it's, it's too late. I'm not going to make the, the purpose of the trip. I'll stay in Los Angeles. Just refund the unused portion, and maybe you can give me a voucher for you know, the fact that 
this headache and this inconvenience. Um, and they do. They do all the time. But one time it was just delayed 15 minutes. And I, I'm like, strange as this might sound, that 15 minutes does make a difference to me. So please, can you work with me? And they did. So, so Delta's, Delta's amazing. United would never do that. American would never do that, at least in my experience. Uh, Delta's for sure my favorite when it comes to these changes or being flexible. They're very nice, very friendly. Yeah, so be- before we call it, I just want to see any other kind of hidden signals of, you know, are a little easier for the to look up. And instead of maybe New York, Tel Aviv, maybe, you know, West Coast to Europe or West Coast to Hong Kong or Tokyo? Okay, so I think, let me just give an example of New York or LA to London. Let's do LA, okay? LA to LHR, I wanna go a one-way ticket, nonstop, of course, in economy on next week, Tuesday, the 16th, okay? Still, uh, Air New Zealand 736, United 19, Virgin 23, American $3,000. What happens if I put in a round trip? Put in a round trip for February 20th, a month later. Instead of the Air New Zealand being 736, it becomes to 524. And instead of the American being 3,000, it's 1,500. And instead of the Virgin being 23, it's also 1,500. Um, this is a pr- so this is lucrative if you needed to go American, or it's, even if you're cool with Air New Zealand, it's still saving over 200 bucks. Um, but let's I want to try to find something more lucrative. Um, let's take a look at New York to London. But but even this I think illustrates how you know in short if you're booking one way tickets internationally, you have to get on Matrix. You know because even even a, a you know a not great outcome is saving a couple hundred bucks in what three minutes of searching. Maybe if you're new to it, exactly. 10, 15 minutes. Exactly. So no, no question about that. You can use Google Flights for this. It's pretty easy. Um, it doesn't. I gave the matrix example for someone that needs to do one-way in business and one-way in economy. But this, this is this can be done easily on Google Flights. The return does not have to be to the same destination you're taking off from. So if you want to do then you would just put in a multi-city, New York, London, nonstop, and then London to New York doesn't have to be with a stop. Instead, I'm just looking at something else, January 16th, instead of 1,700, it's 1,400. But if I put in the return to, let's say, you could put it up to five cities with a comma. Let's say I'll do Boston, I, I'll do Chicago, I'll do Washington, I'll do Toronto, and I'll do Montreal, five big cities. And it lowers the price another, let's see, oh, lower the price another 400 bucks. So let's do this again. New York to London on January 16th, next week, nonstop, is going to be cheapest 16.69 on United or 1800 on Delta, 27 on American. But I'm doing New York, London, nonstop, Tuesday the 16th. Come back in London. I put in five cities, Boston, Washington, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal. I lowered it American to 1050. It's a very simple ticket. The return is to Montreal. Just lowers it a bunch of money. It's, 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 it's amazing. You, know, it's, you can do it to other cities. 
So knock down the price from 2700 on American to 1027. It's saving you 1700 bucks for this. It's lucrative, really. It's crazy. So how often, let's say when a client comes to you saying, okay, I want to I want to book a one-way ticket whether economy or business internationally, when when you're searching for them, you know, what percentage of the time do you utilize this? I do this once in a while, but it's not extremely often that I do it. And I'll tell you why, because my clients are not, most of my clients are not stupid. Some of them have miles. Some of them know about doing a round trip. Some of them would, would, would just save that so much money as opposed to, well, let's say someone did come to me this and I want to go to London next week, direct. Um, and I tell them it's, I have it for 1200 bucks because I'm not looking to rip them off and I get it for a thousand or 1100. I make some money on that. Plus I upsell it a little bit. Okay. But they're like, Hey, a thousand bucks. Wow. That's expensive. What about if I do a round trip? <laughs> they can go online and see the round trip for 1100. So I have to sort of offer it for 1100. I can't really, or they'll say, okay, you know what? Let's forget about it. I'll go with the stop and they can get a ticket with the stop. Uh, it adds on a few hours, but with a stop is <laughs> is um, you know plenty of options under six hundred bucks under. So or they'll say, okay, I have miles. I didn't want to use it for this trip, but I'll burn those fifty thousand, seventy thousand miles just you know because this is an expensive ticket. So I use it for business class tickets. I use it for economy sometimes, but it's not it's not an everyday thing. You follow? I follow. Yeah. So this is, it's, it's really, uh, let, let's say you had some client that only booked one way, one way tickets in business. How, what percentage of the time approximately would you use it, use it for them? So one way business, um, sometimes you can do miles. So sometimes miles is worth it. Even example, New York, Tel Aviv United is always available for 180,000 miles. Mm-hmm. So my cost on 180,000 miles, I don't know, somewhere under 2,500 bucks. Now, if I have a this hidden city flight thing with, I can get it for under 3,000 and then make some make some commission on that, then I'll do that. But if if it were going to be more, like 3,500 bucks, I would probably use miles. Or I'll be creative another way to to find it cheaper. So now, so th- this is good, but you have to consider that there's always miles and a lot of programs like American United have what's called anytime miles. Even if saver award is not available, which is usually not, but the anytime award is available. And when prices are sky high, it it makes sense to use the anytime miles. So the question is how often I do this. And the answer Zach is that it's not extremely often because people sometimes have their own miles or they usually want a round trip ticket or they're not sure. And I say, Hey, let's book a round trip and we'll just charge you the change fee when you're sure about it. So, or, or there's a lot of, there's many people that would prefer to go business, but they're not dead set. They're not going to pay any price to go business. There, there are some people that would do that, but there there's a, there are people and there's enough people that prefer business and strongly prefer business, but they would pay up to X to go business. And if it's after X, they'll just say, I'll go with the stop or I'll go premium economy or 
whatever the case is. So money is a concern to some people. So that, that's why I don't do this every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. So thank you for all the info. And for anyone that's ambitious and looking to save some money, especially on you know, one-way business class fares, I think you have a, a nice little tool, at your, tool in your arsenal now. So thanks for your time, Jason, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you, Zach. Nice talking. Today's show is made possible by EasyPoint. Personalized miles and points consulting for you and your business all at easypoint.me. About a month ago, in New York City, I held an event on optimizing miles and points specifically for startups and small businesses. If you're a business owner, check out the video in the description.